It's February the 21st. Let's read the Bible. Thank you, friends, for joining us today. We are on a year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation, and today we are in the exciting, amazing book of Numbers. How do you take 603,000 men, plus women, plus children, plus their servants, plus all the animals, plus that unnumbered mixed multitude who came out of Egypt with them. I mean, this must have been a million, million and a half, two million people. How are you going to move million and a half, two million people through the desert 3,500 years ago where you didn't have TripAdvisor, check hotel accommodations at night, Wi-Fi not working very well down there by Mount Sinai. How are you going to move a couple of million people and and all of the details, the parts, the many different parts of the tabernacle. That was an intricate, intricate thing. Can you imagine taking that thing apart and putting it back together again? You see, the book of Numbers is the travel channel of the Old Testament. And the book of Numbers is about moving on. The three divisions of the book of Numbers. First, it's preparing to move or getting ready to move and then moving. And then at the end of the book, getting ready to move again. We start in Mount Sinai. We come to Kadesh Barnea, which we will get to in a couple of days. And then at the end of this book, the children of Israel have come from Sinai to Kadesh Barnea, hundreds of miles of journey, 40 years. They end up at the plains of Moab. I'm just kind of showing you on a map here. Um, they're at the east side of the Jordan River. They are just about, they're at the doorstep of the promised land. Leviticus took a period of just a few weeks. That whole book, just a few weeks. This book, 36 chapters, covers 40 years. So yesterday, chapters 1 to 3. Today, chapters 4 through 6. And chapter 4 is more details about the Levitical priests and how they were to take care of the uh, tabernacle when it's being carried from place to place. Then there's additional commands given by God through Moses to the people, how they're to live together and uh, certain qualifications. You'll see that in chapters five and six. Let's go. Numbers chapter four. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. Among the Levites, take a census of the Kohathites by their clans and their ancestral families, men from 30 years old to 50 years old, everyone who's qualified to do work at the tent of meetings. The service of the Kohathites at the tent of meeting concerns the most holy objects. Whenever the camp is about to move on, Aaron and his sons are to go in, take down the screening curtain and cover the Ark of the Testimony with it. They are to place over this a covering made of fine leather, spread a blue, solid blue cloth on top and insert its poles. They are to spread a blue cloth over the table of the presence and place the plates and cups on it, as well as the bowls and pitchers for the drink offering. The regular bread offering is to be on it. They are spread a scarlet cloth over them, cover them with a covering made of fine leather and insert the poles in the table. They are to take a blue cloth and cover the lampstand used for light with its lamps, snuffers, and firepans, as well as its jars of oil by which they service it. Then they are to place it with all its utensils inside a covering made of fine leather and put them on the carrying frame. They are spread a blue cloth over the gold altar, cover it with a covering made of fine leather, and insert its poles. They are to take all the serving utensils they use in the sanctuary, 
placed them in a blue cloth, covered them with a covering made of fine leather, and put them on a carrying frame. They are to remove the ashes from the bronze altar, spread a purple cloth over it, and place all the equipment on it that they use in serving the fire pans, meat, forks, shovels, and basins, all the equipment of the altar. They are to spread a covering made of fine leather over it and insert its poles. Aaron and his sons are to finish covering the holy objects and all their equipment whenever the camp is to move on. The Kohathites will come and carry them, but they are not to touch the holy objects or they will die. These are the transportation duties of the Kohathites regarding the tent of meeting. Eliezer, son of Aaron the priest, has oversight of the lamp oil, the fragrant incense, the daily grain offering, and the anointing oil. He has oversight of the entire tabernacle and everything in it, the holy objects and their utensils. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Do not allow the Kohathite tribal clans to be wiped out from the Levites. Do this for them so that they may live and not die when they come near the most holy objects. Aaron and his sons are to go in and assign each man his task in transportation duty. The Kohathites are not to go in and look at the holy objects as they are covered or they will die. The Lord spoke to Moses, take a census of the Gershonites also by their ancestral families and their clans. Register men from 30 years old to 50 years old, everyone who's qualified to perform service to do work at the tent of meeting. This is the service of the Gershonite clans regarding work and transportation duties. They are to transport the tabernacle curtains the tent of meeting with its covering and the covering made of fine leather on top of it, the screen for the entrance to the tent of meeting, the hangings of the courtyard, the screen for the entrance at the gate of the courtyard that surrounds the tabernacle and the altar, along with their ropes and all the equipment for their service. They will carry out everything that needs to be done with these items. All the service of the Gershonites, all their transportation duty, duties, and all their other work is to be done at the command of Aaron and his sons. You are to assign them all that they are responsible to carry. This is the service of the Gershonite clans at the tent of meeting. The duties will be under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. As for the Merarites, you are to register them by their clans and their ancestral families. Register men from 30 years old to 50 years old, everyone who is qualified to do the work of the tent of meeting. This is what they are responsible to carry as the whole of their service at the tent of meeting, the supports of the tabernacle with its crossbars, pillars, and bases, the posts of the surrounding courtyard with their bases, tent pegs and ropes, including all their equipment and all the work related to them. You are to sign by name the items that they are responsible to carry. This is the service of the Merarite clans regarding all their work at the tent of meeting under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. So Moses, Aaron, and the leaders of the community registered the Kohathites by their clans and their ancestral families, men from 30 years old to 50 years old, everyone who was qualified for work at the tent of meeting, the men registered by their clans, number 2,750. These were the registered men of the Kohathite clans, everyone who could serve at the tent of meeting. Moses and Aaron registered them at the Lord's command through Moses. The Gershonites were registered by their clans and their ancestral families, men from 30 years old to 50 years old, everyone who was qualified for work at the tent of meeting. The men registered by their clans and their ancestral families numbered 2,630. These were the registered men of the Gershonite clans at the Lord's command. Moses and Aaron registered 
register everyone who could serve at the tent of meeting. The men of the Merarite clans were registered by their clans and their ancestral families, those from 30 years old to 50 years old, everyone who was qualified to work for work at the tent of meeting. The men who were registered by their clans numbered 3,200. These were the registered men of the Merarite clans. Moses and Aaron registered them at the Lord's command through Moses. Moses, Aaron, and the Leaders of Israel registered all the Levites by their clans and their ancestral families. From 30 years old to 50 years old, everyone who was qualified to do the work of serving at the tent of meeting and transporting it, their registered men numbered 8,580. At the Lord's command, they were registered under the direction of Moses, each one according to his work and transportation duty, and his assignment was as the Lord commanded Moses. Numbers 5. The Lord instructed Moses, command the Israelites to send away anyone from the camp who is afflicted with a skin disease, anyone who has a discharge, or anyone who is defiled because of a corpse. Send away both male and female. Send them outside the camp so they will not defile their camps where I dwell among them. The Israelites did this, sending them outside the camp. The Israelites did as the Lord instructed Moses. The Lord spoke to Moses, tell the Israelites, when a man or woman commits any sin against another, that person acts unfaithfully toward the Lord and is guilty. The person is to confess the sin he has committed. He is to pay full compensation, add a fifth of its value to it, and give it to the individual he has wronged. But if that individual has no relative to receive compensation, the compensation goes to the Lord for the priest, along with the atonement ram by which the priest will make atonement for the guilty person. Every holy contribution the Israelites present to the priest will be his. Each one's holy contribution is his to give. What each one gives to the priest will be his. The Lord spoke to Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them, if any man's wife goes astray, is unfaithful to him, and sleeps with another, but it is concealed from her husband, and she is undetected, even though she has defiled herself, since there is no witness against her, and she wasn't caught in the act. And if a feeling of jealousy comes over the husband, and he becomes jealous because of his wife who has defiled himself, or if a feeling of jealousy comes over him, and he becomes jealous of her, though she has not defiled herself, then the man is to bring his wife to the priest. He is also to bring an offering for her of two quarts of barley flour. He is not to pour oil over it or put frankincense on it because it is a grain offering of jealousy, a grain offering of remembrance to draw attention to guilt. The priest is to bring her forward and have her stand before the Lord. Then the priest is to take holy water in a clay bowl, put some of the dust from the tabernacle floor, Take some of the dust from the tabernacle floor and put it in the water. After the priest has the woman stand before the Lord, he is to let down her hair and place in her hands the grain offering for remembrance, which is the grain offering of jealousy. The priest is to hold the bitter water that brings a curse. The priest will require the woman to take an oath and will say to her, if no man has slept with you, if you have not gone astray and become defiled, while under your husband's authority, be unaffected by this bitter water that brings a curse. But if you've gone astray under your husband's authority, if you have defiled yourself and a man other than your husband has slept with you, at this point, the priest will make the woman take the oath, 
with the sworn curse. And he used to say to her, may the Lord make you into an object of your people's cursing and swearing when he makes your womb shrivel and your belly swell. May this water that brings a curse enter your stomach, causing your belly to swell and your womb to shrivel. And the woman will reply, amen, amen. Then the priest is to write these curses on a scroll and wash them off into the bitter water. He will require the woman to drink the bitter water that brings a curse and it will enter her to cause bitter suffering. The priest is to take the grain offering of jealousy from the woman, present the offering before the Lord and bring it to the altar. The priest is to take a handful of the grain offering as a memorial portion and burn it on the altar. Afterward, he will require the woman to drink the water. When he makes her drink the water, if she has defiled herself and been unfaithful to her husband, the water that brings a curse will enter her to cause bitter suffering. Her belly will swell and her womb will shrivel. She will become a curse among her people. But if the woman has not defiled herself and is pure, she will be unaffected and will be able to conceive children. This is the law regarding jealousy. When a wife goes astray and defiles herself while under her husband's authority or when the feeling of jealousy comes over a husband and he becomes jealous of his wife, he is to have the woman stand before the Lord and the priest will carry out all these instructions. The husband will be free of guilt, but the woman will bear her iniquity. Number six, this chapter is about the Nazarite vow, a voluntary way in which men and women in Old Testament times could express their devotion to the Lord. Verse 1, the Lord instructed Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them, when a man or woman makes a special vow, a Nazarite vow, to consecrate himself to the Lord, he is to abstain from wine and beer. He must not drink vinegar made from wine or from beer. He must not drink any grape juice or eat fresh grapes or raisins. He is not to eat anything produced by the grapevine from seeds to skin during the period of his consecration. You must not cut his hair throughout the time of his vow of consecration. He may be holy until the time is completed during which he consecrates himself to the Lord. He is to let the hair of his head grow long. He must not go near a dead body during the time he consecrates himself to the Lord. He is not to defile himself for his father or mother or his brother or sister. When they die, while the mark of consecration God is on his head. He is holy to the Lord during the time of consecration. If someone suddenly dies near him, defiling his consecrated head, he must shave his head on the day of his purification. He is to shave it on the seventh day. On the eighth day, he is to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest is to offer one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to make atonement on behalf of the Nazarite, since he incurred guilt because of the corpse. On that day, he is to consecrate his head again. He is to rededicate his time of consecration to the Lord and to bring a year-old male lamb as a guilt offering, but do not count the initial period of consecration because it became defiled. This is the law of the Nazarite. On the day his time of consecration is completed, he is to be brought to the entrance to the tent of meeting. He is to present an offering to the Lord of one unblemished year old male lamb as a burnt offering, one unblemished year old female lamb as a sin offering, one unblemished ram as a fellowship offering, along with their grain offerings and drink offerings, and a basket of unleavened cakes 
made from fine flour mixed with oil and unleavened wafers coated with oil. The priest is to present these before the Lord and sacrifice, sacrifice the Nazarite's sin offering and burnt offering. He will also offer the ram as a fellowship sacrifice to the Lord, together with the basket of unleavened bread. Then the priest will offer the accompanying grain offering and drink offering. The Nazarite is to shave his consecrated head at the entrance to the tent of meeting, take the hair from his head, and put it on the fire under the fellowship sacrifice. The priest is to take the boiled shoulder from the ram, one unleavened cake from the basket, and one unleavened wafer, and put them into the hands of the Nazarite after he has shaved his consecrated head. The priest is to present them as a presentation offering to the Lord. It is a holy portion for the priest, in addition to the breast of the presentation offering and the thigh of the contribution. After that, the Nazarite may drink wine. These are the instructions about the Nazarite who vows his offering to the Lord for his consecration in addition to whatever else he can afford. He must fulfill whatever vow he makes in keeping with the instructions for his consecration. The Lord spoke to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. You should say to them, may the Lord bless you and protect you May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. In this way, they will pronounce my name over the Israelites and I will bless them. It's wonderful to come to the end of today's reading with that blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace today and every day, now and forevermore. God bless, friends. That's the reading for today. You have the blessing of the Lord. Go and have a blessed day. See you back here tomorrow.